Hey, everyone. I'm John Avalon, senior political analyst and anchor here at CNN, in for David Chalian. I host CNN's digital reality check series, as well as the daily New Day segment. And it's great to be with you. David's out till March. So buckle up to hear some new voices like mine on the podcast in the coming weeks. But nonetheless, this is the CNN Political Briefing. And here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, February 8th. So in a five to four decision, the Supreme Court allowed a very controversial congressional map drawn by Alabama Republicans to remain in place. This is a major rebuke to civil rights organizations that argued that the Republican-drawn maps were violating the Voting Rights Act, and the court overturned a lower court decision. So let's break this down. Basically, the 2020 census showed that Alabama had become more racially and ethnically diverse in the last decade, but not surprisingly, when GOP lawmakers redrew the congressional lines, they didn't account for this. They kept the lines drawn six Republican seats to one Democrat. Now, Here's what you really need to know about the math. Black Americans make up around 27% of the population in Alabama, but they will now have just 14% of the congressional seats with this redistricting. It's something called cracking and packing, where basically they've minimized the amount of Democrat and African-American representation in Congress by design. So civil rights groups challenged this, and their challenge was unanimously supported by a three-judge federal district court panel including two Trump appointees who ordered the Alabama state legislature to redraw the maps ASAP. But the Republicans in Alabama challenged this. They took it to the Supreme Court, who smacked down that lower court decision by a 5-4 vote with Chief Justice Roberts siding with the liberals on the court. So here's the deal. This is going to put the lower court ruling on hold till they hear it in full, but that's going to take time. Brett Kavanaugh, writing for the majority, said that the court's order doesn't make or signal any change to voting rights law. And he's technically correct. It's not going to change the law yet, but it will keep this corrupt map in place through 2022. And the fact that the Supreme Court's willing to hear the case means that they may be open to weakening the role that race plays in redistricting for federal elections consistent with the Voting Rights Act. Now, Roberts, who authored a rather infamous opinion about redistricting, saying that federal courts had no role to play in partisan redistricting, said that while he agreed the court should take up the issue next term, he would have allowed the district to court opinion to stand while the appeals process played out. And Justice Lena Kading, writing for her liberal colleague Stephen Breyer and Sonia Sotomayor, wrote a much more strongly worded dissent, saying that the majority had gone badly wrong in granting Alabama's request to freeze the lower court opinion, and that the court's decision, quote, forces black Alabamans to suffer what under the law is a clear vote dilution. She said the decision will undermine a key section of the Voting Rights Act. So basically, the six to one maps will remain in place for 2022. Remember the old line about how sometimes justice delayed is justice denied? Well, that might apply here, but it also has important repercussions for voting rights challenges to some of these cracked and packed political maps that are coming up right now, and the control of Congress could hang in the balance. So keep an eye on this. The rigged system for redistricting could not be more important. If you want an effective, non-dysfunctional democracy, then we need to have more competitive and representative congressional seats. So look, among the many reasons this matters is that the specter of voter suppression along the lines of race is in the not-so-distant past, particularly in the South. Some folks would argue that it's not past at all. So when we heard Congressman Mo Brooks of Alabama, now running for Senate, arguing that it was liberal judges 
who are to blame for dividing people along the lines of race. Listen to what he said, and I'm quoting here. These liberal activist judges have tried to segregate us based on race. We've got to put the skin pigmentation issue behind us. Wouldn't it be nice to think so? But there are plenty of reasons to not take him at his word. Brooks has been vocal about warning about a war on whites in the Democratic Party. And of course, Alabama, like many other states in the Deep South, has a very complicated, indeed tortured history with race and voting rights. That's just a fact. So you got to take that all into account when you're looking at movements on the state level right now. But look, it's not all bad news in the fight for more competitive districts and more representative results. Yesterday also saw the Ohio State Supreme Court once again rejecting legislative maps that Republican drew to disproportionately favor their candidates. That's according to the Columbus Dispatch. These maps could have given Republicans a 57-42 advantage in the House and a 20-30 advantage in the state Senate. Now, what they'd originally proposed was even more lopsided, but Ohio's Republican chief justice again joined with three Democratic justices to reject the map. The Columbus Dispatch reporting that the court gave the Ohio Redistricting Commission until February 17th, right around the corner, to approve a new map that reflects these stats. 54% Republican, 46% Democrat voting preferences split over the past decade. What does that mean? The court is saying that the districts should look like the state actually votes. Doesn't that have a breathtaking bit of common sense to it? We'll see if it holds. All right, that's it for today's political briefing. I'm John Avalon, and thanks so much for listening. If you want more of my political analysis, please check out my daily reality check segments on New Day and our new digital series, which is available on CNN.com and YouTube. And bonus round, my new book, Lincoln and the Fight for Peace, will be released next week. It's about Abraham Lincoln's plan to win the peace after winning the war and his vision for national reconciliation and reunification. I hope you enjoy it. Now, please take a moment and be sure to follow us here wherever you get your podcasts. And we're going to be back tomorrow to give you the latest in politics.